for tuning in to the TLR podcast. In this special half episode, Andy and I talked to Marcus from Left Flank Vets. We had a very long conversation with Marcus. It went about three hours. Uh, and so we have about half of the conversation up on here on our free stream. But the other half of it, the longer conversation where we get into conversations about Stalin and uh, other wacky things, making a, a leftist uh, point of demands, that is all on our Patreon page. If you subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, you can have access to that. It's a really great conversation. Marcus was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, and so Andy and I both hope that you get a lot from this conversation and that you uh, shame these military recruiters. Without further ado, here is Marcus. Hey. Nice to meet you all, Marcus, Andy, Alex. Easy. It's great to see you. Um, I love the podcast that you guys have, all forms of the podcast, the uh, the Twitch stream you have, um, the YouTube videos that you have, and also like the diverse media content that you put out. You'll have everything from... Uh, giving like live commentary on politics to also giving like deep discussions about different issues with like different service members and stuff. I think it's, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I appreciate it, you know, and, and, and we, you know, like the four of us, like we, we kind of don't really know what we're doing. We're just like doing what we like, you know, which I've heard is like, that's what you kind of, you know, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, like oh, yeah. doing what you actually enjoy. So you know, having the four of us and, you know, like us coming from different areas makes that possible, right? Because we're all like interested and knowledgeable about like different shit. Um, and so, yeah, and like that's what makes it great with like a Twitch stream is like it doesn't have to be as polished as like, you know, like some of like the top podcasts and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, you got to go out there and just bullshit and yeah it makes it easy Cheers. so thank you thank you and and that's the thing too is like um once you when you guys have reached out um i did like the pod binge which is like i'll <laughs> listen to like five or six episodes of like one thing on like two times speed you know just like you know like just hey what, like what is going on and like love yeah and like i don't know i feel like with you y'all is like feeling like kind of just like hanging out talking about what's going on you know yeah. which is like the shit that i like that's like and i kind of like feel like uh i don't know i've talked before about um i can't even chapo you know like i feel like chapo kind of unlocked something you know that everyone was like yeah yeah and so like, it's not necessarily all the same but like that style that is like this generation of how we want to just receive content we don't want the polished like, and today on the nightly news, you know, like <laughs> fuck all that shit. Just like talk to me, like I'm a fucking person, please, you know. So there's it's good that there's more left, right? Yeah, yeah. There is a dude in Providence that like does a podcast that he's kind of like pretty liberal, and he his voice changes when he gets on the radio. He's like, "Thanks for joining today." Yeah, he's got the radio he's verse. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that what you were saying about having the right kind of vibe with uh, discourse with leftist politics is like really important because you have so many uh, so many ideas that leftists are these scholars, these academics. They live in this ivory tower. You know, you have to read all this theory to talk, and um, that if you are not at a certain level of education, you're not able to have this kind of discourse with people. So having yeah. like a a laid back. Um, fireside you know kind of just you're at the corner of a the quiet corner of a bar having a conversation about issues i think that's like really good you know to reach people yeah and like that's what the left is you know what i'm saying you know like that's we are like supposed to be the movement of the people we're supposed to be the movement of workers and i'm sorry if you're trying to talk to and appeal to a large swath of workers don't come to me with six volumes of something written in another language. Yeah. Just fuck off with that. Yeah. Speak, 
speak English, motherfucker. Speak English, you know? And like, yeah, that's that's it. We just want to speak English to people. Say saying the same shit. Just just yeah, just being real, being who we are, you know. Like half the fucking people you see on TV, like no one is that. You know? Those those human beings don't actually exist. That's like the polished like eggshell of a human being, you know? And so like, yeah, like I would if <laughs> it's kind of weird considering myself as like a media person, you know? <laughs> yeah, you are though. But yeah, you know, like if if it like I'm not gonna be any of that shit. Fuck all that. <laughs> you know, I I don't get paid enough. Be- you just got to be who you are, and the no bullshit attitude should be charming on its own. Yeah, yeah. You were talking before about um, how the four of you are from different areas, and you have different like uh, angles on life, and different kinds of experiences, and different kinds of input. And from like, what are you all service members, or are you all like um, growing up around the military? You're like, and and also like. How did you guys all meet? Because, yeah. like, how does that even happen? I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm a leftist. Everyone that I served with are either unemployed cops or corrections officers, and there's nothing I have to really talk to them about, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think it's crazy that you guys found each other as veterans to kind of build this thing anyway. So how did that even happen? Yeah, so... Um... We are all, yeah, we're all vets, you know, so there's four of us in, in, in left flank. We're all um, post 9-11 military vets. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a Marine. Uh, Dick Warlock is, uh, you know, he's a soldier. He's serving the Army. And uh, Lorax and Erica, they are both serving the Navy. Um, and I guess we have all a different path to how we got to the left, um but overall you know it you know <laughs> i think so laura said you know like he, he he'd actually said like he was reading marks when he was in high school wow. um but ended up still like joining like the navy and and then joining the navy because he didn't want to be in like combat you know like he was just like hey i need a job you know That's um, real. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like it's it's real um and uh but you know myself and i think you know for for erica and dick uh largely like kind of like apolitical you know i'm I'm a a black dude in america so like obama was like exciting for me but like nothing you know um but it wasn't until i was getting back from my second deployment i started just asking like well why am i doing this you know Mm -hmm. that just like critical thinking question of not just like what is the job but why is the job and that's you know when this whole thing starts unraveling you know and the military industrial complex starts you know realizing before my eyes kind of like neo in the matrix you know it's (laughs) like once you take the pill there's no unpill you know um but uh yeah you know and i you know for 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 the most of us like that's kind of like that crux of like, well, what I was a part of, what I did, what, what did it mean? And was it good? You know, and if you're willing to be honest with yourself, um, there is, uh, yeah, you know, a certain, you know, (laughs) amount of deep reflection that needs to be done. Oh Uh, yeah. But, uh, so how we met, um, it, it is kind of strange. I, you know, so myself and Dick, we had met, I guess we call our former lives, um, where I did work with like veterans advocacy within, you know, government and stuff like that. Uh, That's That's great. and yeah, yeah. No, and then like, I learned a whole lot and absolutely great experiences was successful in some, <laughs> some avenues, but not most, but that is advocacy work. Um, but uh, yeah, they could, they could, you know, worked within some uh, nonprofits. Um, and so we'd met through that kind of like, you know, just veterans advocacy nonprofit sphere. Um, myself and Lorax, we had met because 
you know, some other person that I, you know, I met is like, Hey, you seem like a left dude, you know? And like, we started talking about Bernie Sanders and all this stuff like that. We both love Bernie. Um, and then, yeah, you brought me into like what, you know, the unofficial like vets for Bernie, um, which was like a nationwide grassroots organization. And, you know, like tens of thousands of veterans were like signed really? into this stuff. Yeah. Um, so coming into 2020, I was like folded in with them. I'd gotten out of the military in 2016. Yeah. So for like, yeah, June of 2016. Um, so right before Trump would be, beat Hillary. Um, so yeah, 2020, we're like, okay, Bernie's going to fucking do it this time, you know? Um, and we start just generating up the whole fucking thing again. The campaign takes on their own vets, you know, has their own official um, vets for Bernie that they start up. They gave it to somebody does something you know and what you know we'll let that fucking we'll let that lie uh but um but yeah once it you know the campaign had taken on its official vets for birdie we said okay what do we do now um started just maintaining the twitter handle really and shit posting you know switch to left flank vets because you know left flank is like a military you know, position, right? And um, also, you know, when we talk about leftism, right? Uh, so, yeah, we did that very, like, <laughs> very shallow, you know, uh, uh, like branding, you know, thought. And then we're like, okay, let's just, we'll just be a Twitter personality and see where we can go. And like also boosting candidates, organizations, movements that, you know, are doing good. Um, and then, so, yeah, so when, once after, you know, a while, a lot of the vets for Bernie people kind of just drift away and, you know, just doing their own lives. Right. That's not, yep. we're not organizing anymore. Um, and so it was pretty much just me and Lorax. Um, and then, uh, so I, that's when I'd reached out to Dick because I'd like, <laughs> what's funny was like, so we had been friends in like this professional sphere but I'd been, I'd watched his social media, like literally Jokerify before, like over time, <laughs> you know? So it goes from like really excited for this gala event on Wednesday, be there, you know, um, to like <laughs> the democratic party is, 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 is a bunch of shills for the corporations, <laughs> you know? And I was like, and, and you know, it goes from his, like, yeah, his picture with a suit and tie to like, uh, um, it's like a f cartoon or something of like snake Pliskin from, <laughs> you know, like the escape from New York movies. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know him. I know he can, I know what he does professionally. But I was like, now that I see that his politics are, you know, coming left, I was like, hey, you know, you should come in with us and just, and like, honestly, it was just like, just shit post on Twitter with us, you know, you're another vet. Uh, so Dick comes in, here we go, you know, and um, then uh, with Erica, she was like kind of the last one to come into the fold. Uh, we just honestly saw her doing like awesome shit posting on Twitter um she yeah so we kind of like met yeah just start dming each other like hey you know like love what you're doing you're being like we're also vets you know she started doing some organizing with united left um but then uh when the army and navy started um doing twitch streams themselves that's when we started focusing on twitch you know, yeah. at first was just literally like doing calls to arms on Twitter. So people to go onto Twitch and uh, talk shit to Army and Navy recruiters who are playing video games, <laughs> you know, trying to like, trying to be cool gamer people so that yeah. they can, you know, prey on kids and, you know, like stuff like that. Game, uh, America's Army. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like it just, and, and so it just pissed us off. Right. And, and so at first it was just getting people into their, into their chat and just to, just to completely fuck with them, um, <laughs> which was pretty successful. And like, also it was like people like Jordan Yule were absolutely 100% integral. You know what I'm saying? I put most of 
just the fact that like people knew about this on 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 Jordan Ewell and, and the, the 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 reporting that he did. Um but yeah, you know, and like that's it was kind of just it was it was it was nice and it was awesome and they like the Navy ended up having to, you know, <laughs> shout out actually to another dope reporter, Ken Clippenstein. The Navy actually uh created their own uh PowerPoint presentation about how to deal with the trolls in the Twitch chat. <laughs> um and, I would love uh, to sit in on that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of how we started, but you know, and then eventually we just said, like, well, why don't we just talk about the things that are passionate about? And you know, that's when we yeah, we started our Saturday night sedition um show, which was just you know, just a few hours on Saturday talking talking about news and politics and you know, the military industrial complex, and now that has just expanded out and so yeah, that's kind of a sorry it's a long answer, but that's oh, kind of how we all came together to get to to left flank. You were talking about um, you were kind of finding where you were after your second deployment, um, and as a marine, and I was combat arms in the army, and like the whole like nationalistic like there's like this force behind it that kind of a lot of people conform to and it makes it really hard to break out of to yeah. like that kind of see the military industrial complex so like what was the climate like when you were kind of like coming to terms with um leftist politics when you were still in the military because you couldn't i mean i know i couldn't like insinuate that i was like a communist basically like in the deep yeah. fox news is playing on every tv you know what i mean so I'd say when I was in the Marine Corps, I would I would say I was very much like, you know, a democratic socialist would probably have like, but I didn't even know really that, you know, my, so yeah, I would be like sitting in my, in the barracks room watching like uh, the young, or TYT, watching uh, uh, the majority of Port, um, secular talk, you know, like people like, so like, and especially like Kyle Kalinske and Michael Brooks, um they're the ones that kind of like i keyed into the most because they're kind of just like most like they you know like talk like people that i was around especially as like a marine right like just young dudes <laughs> cursed oh joked God. around all types of stuff um so so i you know like while i was in the marine corps i was ex extremely just critical of the democrats you know wholeheartedly just fuck republicans you know, but yeah, you know, like my whole time in service was under Obama, you know, and I had to see, do, experience, you know, be, serve with a whole list of other people who had to do the same of, uh, and like, and it was all under Obama. And so like that whole thing of like, it just didn't make sense to me of like, I thought the Democrats are supposed to be the good guys, but here I am doing an imperialism. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I'd actually had quite a bit of conversations in like the company office with some of the officers and some of the, uh, the, 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 the higher ranking, like, uh, staff NCOs, um, just about politics, you know, and, and just kind of like, even just like the, what I was watching on my own, I was way more informed than most people were on the issues, you know, which is something oh, that yeah. like, uh, you could obviously see is like people on the left know the issues more because that's usually why you're there. Like, I don't, you know, people, <laughs> if anyone's a communist because they're cool, like, I, like, I, I don't know. I haven't met one yet. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the aesthetic just yet. Right. Uh, but uh, maybe like the DSA rose, like, but, but I don't know, you know, nothing <laughs> past that is really just like, um, but yeah, no, I was, I was, we would talk and actually what's funny is that I, you know, especially with Bernie, I was like always talking about Bernie Sanders, especially saying like, Hey, this is the guy, um, you know, and then a lot of things that he said about the VA and getting out of the wars was something that we all agreed upon, you know? Um, and uh, so actually, I, I mean, like, I don't have it like on me. <laughs> I think it's my basement, but uh, my, last platoon commander got me a little plaque you know hey thanks sergeant for your time of service blah 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 um but it's a uh, he's gotten quotes feel the burn 
um, because <laughs> nice. by that time I'd, you know, was, uh, and actually that was like when like that, yeah, it was. So I got out in June of 2016, and so that was like right when Bernie was just like coming, you know, coming down the line, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, you know, and then after I'd gotten out, and you know, like I'd say over the over the Trump years, really too, and like I'd worked. You know, I'd done some advocacy work, you know, with the government. Um, I'd done some work staffing uh, for a congressional member. Um, and I'd say that's when I was just like, really like, oh, this whole fucking thing doesn't work. Right. Like, it's not just about like, hey, can we, you know, are there some some good Democrats in there? You know, it's it's like this this whole thing is going to have to be restructured. Right. And like. Right. I'm still extremely passionate about electoral politics. I think that there's a lot of things that need to be done in order to <laughs> make sure that, uh, you know, if and when, right, there is a, uh, you know, a serious revolution where like the people are able to take power, there's going to be a whole lot of things that, that we need to do electorally between now and then to be successful. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, that's a whole, whole nother like 10 hour uh, three part series yeah. or whatever. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at now. And like, that's kind of like how I got here. Like really, I, I, I've taken a lot of stabs of trying to work within the system and just be passionate about helping people and, and kind of realize like, it's never going to work. And, and not only because, you know, like it's never going to work because it's designed not to work. You know, there's a built in number of homeless that they're acceptable with a built in number of starving kids that they're acceptable with. And I'm, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about not being acceptable to that, that shit. Amen. Yeah. There's uh there's an undercurrent, there's an, I'm sorry, there's an undercurrent of um, immorality that I think exists inside capitalism by needing like a subjugated people in order to continue, like exploit their, um, their existence. So it's just inherently fucked. Yeah. As far as electoral politics, like I think Angela Davis said that the only good thing about electoral politics is that you can tell what um, the national uh, class consciousness is at. So yeah. I think that with Bernie, he's going to go down as like a giant because he raised class consciousness or at least made it acceptable to be class conscious yeah. in like modern times because he was putting these policies out as a socialist, saying he's a socialist and also getting on media, you know, like on mainstream media. So it's not going to solve all our problems, like you said, like there's no way you can vote capitalism out of office. Yeah, no. And and this is where yeah, it's like I I had I had to just, you know, this is like someday just understand like I am just very passionate of about politics. It's something that interests me, you know. Like it's just I'm a I'm a nerd, you know, I'm a policy wonk. That's that's just <laughs> who I am. So, um that's what I've just decided. Like, this is my pie, right? This is my, this is my piece of the pie. And <laughs> that's that, you know, so I, I, I definitely like when I t you know, like talk about this stuff and, and when we, you know, stream and, and, and kind of, I want just people to like, just pick up on what I'm putting down. Hopefully <laughs> um, talk to your own representatives, fucking bully the shit out of them, you know? Um, because really, at the end of the day, the, it takes five to ten minutes to do the electoral politics stuff. Like a week, right? Like yeah. as far as actual action of you, whether you want to contact somebody, you know, if that's just five to ten minutes of saying, hey, I'm going to call my rep about this one issue, right? Or, hey, this is the time I got to go vote. <laughs> or, the, you know, like whatever. Um all the rest is, you know, that's, that's where you really should be putting your stake in one, you know, people got to work and live, but you know, yeah, you know, like I'd much rather people just be in, in actual like mutual aid organizations, communal organizations, housing and, 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 and union, you know, type stuff. Um, 
than than watching and consuming as much government media as I do. You know, that would be absurd. Um, <laughs> let me do that, and 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 I will. I'll speak. You know, like you were saying earlier, I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak English. You know, so when Joe Biden says, "Hey, we're going to stop." Uh, the supporting offensive, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the offensive war in, in Yemen or whatever the fuck. Like, we know, hey, this is where he's saying bullshit, right? Because it's called the Defense Department for a reason. And so they yeah. can say we're not doing offensive shit. Oh, this is for defensive measures, <laughs> you know? And so I'm going to let people know just as plain as day is that this is how they are lying to you. And so now you can go off and, 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 and enjoy the rest of your life. But I you know if anyone brings you that bullshit, you can refute those arguments. You can, and also now lobby your own representatives to do what they need to do, which next step, repealing the AUMFs. Next step is making sure these NDAAs are also getting, you know, uh, um, repealed and, and then tur turn back the defense bill, uh, um, yeah, defense spending. Bernie Sanders has had a bill last year just to take it down 10%. And you would have thought... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you would have thought, like, the Red Army was 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 standing outside the Pentagon <laughs> with Molotov cocktails. Like, so, like, this whole thing, uh, yeah, it's just gone too far, right? And so, yeah, you know, like, people actually need to be in touch with their reps. And like like I said, actually making that phone call to talk to an intern or a staffer 10 minutes and it's probably going to be a polite conversation you know oh yeah or you can hate tweet them like i do i'm always like Fuck Ooh, you. that's so that's yes and like so the other side of it yeah and like which i'm all about as well the cyberbullying cyberbullying is okay if it's someone in power and right. for most people most people don't have aoc as a rep your yeah. rep is some fucking dweeb with like 200 followers and gets three likes and every one of those likes one like is their spouse two one like is their comms person and the other like is the intern that wants to fucking get on their knees to get the job that's that so so you can cyber bully these people and they will see it you know like their com especially their comms person so that like comms people those are the ones that are seeing it and if they see it enough they are repeating it I was in plenty of fucking meetings, you know, oh, weekly staff meetings, you know, and the comms person, hey, meeting with this person to do this interview, this person's requesting time to do this, and this many people said, we suck on Twitter <laughs> about this one thing. Like, you guys ever get, like, uh, guys ever get, like concentrated attacks from uh, right-wing, like, extremists, like, Proud Boys groups and shit like that. Uh, so, um, our our old we had this is our like the Twitter account we have now is like just left flank vets. It's actually our second one. We our first account, which was the changeover from vets for Bernie, um, and that like forty thousand followers. That actually got hacked by like a QAnon person. Oh fuck! So they <laughs> hacked it. They had like spammed a bunch of like Q shit. They, you know, messaged a bunch of the people that DM like, yeah, they had fucked it up. So we had like got it, ended up getting it back and ended up like uh just just canceling it. Um huh. so yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, other than like on our you know, like Twitch chat, you know, if you're familiar with Twitch, there's always going to be like a you know a chud every once in a while but um no not so much and you know like the the toxic masculinity algorithm would like dictate that we wouldn't get a lot of flack right you know <laughs> i mean dick has his has his quote-unquote pet you know duck which is like a wooden duck but he's like, he pinned his purple heart to it. You know, it's like sitting next to him. You know, it's just like this like joke thing of like, you know, who gives a shit? But like at the end of the day, there's a dude with a purple heart, you know, on screen. So like, yeah. who's, so who's really going to talk shit? And like, but yeah, so there's a whole lot more um, of our uh, <laughs> women comrades or, or trans comrades who, who get a whole lot more shit 
Um, and we've actually, you know, seen in that, you know, had a, had some talks with our mods to go help other Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Just, you know, keep the peace because, yeah, some of these assholes, and I don't know, like, what the process is, but they'll, like, swarm a stream and just put all types of hateful shit, you know. Yeah. So. Are they, like... Are they like other veterans, or are they just random people? Uh, just randoms, as, as as far as we're concerned. In which there's there is some some veteran um, and cons- veteran conservatives on Twitch, um, which it's I've, like I've a learned. Nazi thought too. There's a lot of like shitty people on Twitch anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, and that's the I don't dive too much, um, but every once in a while, I think you know, like they'll put like. Oh, if I think it's too, it's like just putting veteran. That's like something that like Twitch will like kick into my algorithm. Um, and there's a few conservatives where I was just like, man, I'd love to just call it, you know, jump into this guy's Discord and, and ruin his fucking day. Um, <laughs> but most, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like most of the people that we get are just, you know, fucking losers, you know, they say some bullshit, they get banned, you know, end of the day. So, I mean, other than, yeah, other than them hacking our account, taking it over, ruining it, nothing, nothing past that. That's good. Um, I actually troll a few accounts on Instagram that are like, they're like borderline fascist. Like, they, I don't, I'm not sure if they recognize it or not, but it's like, they'll be sharing like memes of throwing people out of helicopters and other like pro-fascist shit. Yeah. And I think that, in the beginning of this, you were talking about how um, most people aren't kind of like in tune with the happenings in the world and the history of the world. So they'll see something and they'll like it, they'll think it's funny, but they don't understand the context that it's in and the ramifications that exist within it. So they don't know when they're like promoting like fascist shit, that kind of thing. I see that all the time in these like military like meme pages. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, and like, we we probably don't really even exist too much in the um military you know online world you know i don't know how much <laughs> there is space for like left <laughs> leftist you know like, like serious leftist fucking military shit yeah, um well, you guys are some of uh, like the most active online um in that realm and uh i think it's fantastic the way that you guys are getting that kind of exposure to people and uh, and i mean that's and like i can't tell you how many people which this is like the number one thing you know for i think most of us uh in left flank is finding other vets other leftist vets that are like i have been searching so long you know it's like every leftist vet we meet is 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 coming across like an ideological desert right uh you know like they've mostly not have the 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 you know just communal groups for just that shared camaraderie which you know fuck you could know how to do the same person's job um you know you could share the same church but um yeah like having an outlook on life that is shared um it's important to be able to foster that so um yeah and that's why too it's like we are unapologetically like socialist we are unapologetically communist we are so unapologetically anarchist you know those are that like those we are all we want to be unapologetically left you know not progressive not definitely not fucking liberal you know like truly left truly something that is is revolutionary in nature and helpful <laughs> to the to to our not only our species right to the whole damn thing mm. because where we're going right now is like we're just destroying ourselves so yeah i guess people were like that seems like there just wasn't that you know and i and i think it's also too is like with left media like left groups they're all growing you know and the zoomers are fucking saving us so <laughs> yeah there's yeah they're active and they are intelligent they're doing great so yep. in your um in your four-person uh squad you got going on right now how much do you vary politically from each other 
I mean, I think we all know that left unity is kind of one of those subjects that is like super controversial and we can never really see eye to eye. How do you guys see eye to eye if you disagree on something or do you like completely avoid yeah. kind of political discussion? I, and, and so I would say Lorax is, yeah, like anarcho-communist. He is trying to get to like completely like, you know, moneyless state, um, Erica, solidly communist, you know, and she, you know, is is it's probably right now in a tattoo shop getting Debs across her back. Um <laughs> but uh and and you know, like that's the it was like I've always considered myself a socialist, you know, people other people have convinced me to say, hey, just you're a communist, you know, this just say that it's not going to get co-opted. And also it's just true. So I was like, okay, you know, like what, well, and, but at the end of the day, I don't really, you know, care too much about the label or even the end goal, you know, just because like, I, I know that within my lifetime, I'm not going to see it. I'm going to die fighting for it. But, you know, so that's where it's like, and I, you know, we all kind of recognize like the steps along the way to whatever our personal goals are for what society should be are very, are, are identical up to a point, you know, and that point that, that we're all try, like that the, the most quote unquote right of us is, is all beyond our lifetimes. So fuck it. Like, what's the point, you know, <laughs> like what's the point of arguing over that shit? Yeah. yeah, like we're all gonna end like we're gonna have a black bag in Guantanamo Bay anyway. So like let's <laughs> let's fucking fight together, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna keep promising to shut that place down for the next like twenty presidential terms, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Which and like that's like one of the easy you know, like <sighs> getting people to not love Obama, you know. That's like one of the fucking hardest things. And you could just say it's like he promised to shut down Guantanamo Bay and didn't. Oh well, uh he, he literally stood up AFRICOM. You know, like that uh, uh well the terrorists, you know, just like that's when you see Blue Maga come out. You start talking the truth about Obama, you see Blue Maga come out in a heartbeat. I I was actually gonna ask that, um, because as a black man, it must be kind of hard for you in like your day to day to convince people that Obama wasn't the like starring black figure that people want to paint him as, uh, especially, I mean, considering that you served while he was president. So, I mean, I guess more broadly, like, can you talk about that and like where, I mean, because we're also talking about like the differences in leftist politics and like, um, black liberation and black struggles are also it's kind of separate separate but equal thing you know what I mean yeah no and that's something like yeah what you're hitting on and this is something that um, I'm stealing from a guy named uh, Pascal Robert who uh, we do a show together on Tuesdays and, and Saturday mornings um, and yeah, it was kind of like a joint venture with another dude, uh, Jason Miles, and this is revolutionary. This is Revolution Podcast, but I just want to make sure I give everybody the proper clout. Um, but yeah, Pascal says um, black politics is class politics in the United States, um, and it's to say that the black political class, i.e., people like Obama, James Clyburn, Col uh, Colin Powell. Uh, Susan Rice, you know, these are not people that are geared towards, like you said, black liberation, right? These are people that are, are there to protect their own class. So like, you will see that the black political class exists on its own as separate from the overarching black community. Um, so yeah, that how, how to explain to people that you know you've been sold a bill of goods 
You know, this is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult, but it can be done. And also too, depends on like who you're talking to. My parents are middle-class folks now, you know, um, they're immigrants, you know, came, <laughs> came to the United States. My dad joined the army to get his citizenship, but like worked up. Right. Um, and so convincing them that Obama wasn't, wasn't what he said he was, is a lot more difficult than people whose material conditions never changed under any of the presidents. Right. Um, and so for some cases, you know, it is just recognizing that the, the class struggle, you know, these things, <laughs> race and class are separate, but, but they are intertwined. Um, and especially when you look at some of the just systemic issues within the United States. So yeah, it's a difficult thing. Right. Um, but that is something that like as a, as a black dude on the left that I recognize like, Hey, it might be <laughs> a little bit more of my job to make sure that I'm carrying substance, substantive, accurate critiques of the first black president, you know? So that way, you know, <laughs> a white people can say the same shit and, you know, know that they're not saying anything over the line. Um, but also too, that people who are listening to this can understand that, I am a black man who is trying to care for black people. And, and the first person is myself because that motherfucker sent me on two deployments for nothing. So, you know, that's, <laughs> if anyone's going to say, Oh, Hey, well, he did this, this, oh, okay. Let's just talk about me. How would you feel if you were in my position? Okay. Now let's talk about the people who were in Guantanamo Bay that were held without any any type of uh uh conviction any type of arraignment any type of anything now let's talk about the hundreds of thousands the millions of black people who are imprisoned or just the people in general for nonviolent drug offenses that he could have he could have cleared that up day you know so like it it once you actually talk about the facts and say hey is this the first black president or the first president that just happened to be black you know, so like Lloyd Austin, the first black secretary of defense, he's the 50 something in this uh, secretary of defense to be on a board of a, a defense contractor. He just happens to be black, you know, so just that's that's the clear distinction right there's some, you know, that class distinction. It can happen for black politics just as just like it does for white politics, because it's not really any different. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're talking about um, how the class issue and the race issue are the same thing, really, in America. Or it can be the same. That also like leads to military recruitment and how there's military recruitment in some areas and not other areas and how they really focus on. Um, impoverished communities and communities that are going through environmental injustice where they're just people are just like uh, Lorax was looking for a job. Um, I was just looking for opportunity. I was like um, dead ending my life basically in alcoholism and I couldn't make it with any kind of um, entry level job because I couldn't get paid enough, which is another problem in this country that we're seeing. So I went to a recruiter who's basically like a used car salesman and tried to yeah. really fuck me over in a, in a multitude of ways, but I was kind of like taken advantage of. And um, yeah, it, it, it affects, it affects everything in America, the way that, uh, and, and in the military, it really pulls a certain. Um, yeah, no, we just uh, call it the, the, the poverty draft, you know, um, the fact that, um, housing you know education food you know those are things that are you know decidedly kept from people and used as a recruitment tool by the military and um yeah you know you see that across the board you know you look at the lower um lower income neighborhoods you know higher amount of uh military recruiting offices um, and that's, you look at any state, any, any city, any county, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing.
It's extremely predatory. Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, you know, that's kind of like, even, yeah, like I said, like why we even went to Twitch is like, I think on some level, I'm even all right. Like, hey, if there's some 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 people stri- sitting in the strip mall, you know, in their service uniforms, you know, doing their bullshit, like that's one thing. Um, getting recruiters out of high schools, um, getting them off of Twitch streaming as like you know these cool guy gamers and shit like that. That's 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 the you know that's a whole different thing. You know, it's it's uh, so that's. Yeah, you know, like it really just like it pisses me off. It makes me upset, you know. Because like, um, yeah, you know, we we both know what the military is, and we know it is what it is not, and it's not something that should be sold to a thirteen-year-old. Oh my god, yeah. Um, Which is like the official age you have to be on Twitch, right? But like, come on, <laughs> you, you know, we all use the internet just the way it's supposed to be, right? One bullshit thing I think in the military that I think, all right, this is probably going to be like off the record anyway, uh, is that you can't fucking watch porn when you're fucking deployed. Speaking about using the internet in the way it's supposed to be. Is that a rule? It wasn't in the Marines. Are you serious? Well, I mean, like not like if, if it's a rule, no one even tried to tell us that bullshit. Like that's the rule. No one tried to sell us on that one, and they sold us on a lot of stupid ass shit. But no one, like, yeah, they never tried to pass like a don't watch porn. Yeah, come on, get the fuck out of here. When I when I was when I was deployed, they would um they would confiscate any porn DVDs. You weren't allowed to like. Oh my god. Um, they found a flashlight in one kid's room. That was like a big deal. That that was like more of a big deal than finding like alcohol. You know imagine, mean? imagine you are some just eighteen year old just hopped up on patriotism and nine eleven, and you just want to go spread freedom and democracy, and you can't even bring your flashlight. <laughs> like what the hell? What the hell's going on? What is freedom in this country? That's fucking. That's some mu- fucking malarkey right there. And I'm sorry if I'm cursing in your the P, uh, PG podcast. I apologize if I'm cursing too much. That's malarkey though. Oh man. But no, no, that that wasn't that wasn't a rule. And like, all right, the Marines are much cooler than the military and the army. We're not, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> As long as we all agree uh, that the Navy is the least, the least cool. I think. Well, so now the space. I think the Space Force. Oh, Space Force! Yeah, (laughs) they're just starting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're starting off on a just a really bad foot. You know, starting off just all bad with the whole Star Trek logo. (laughs) They're called like Space Guardians, like. Man, they ripped off Marvel so much from that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty absurd, you know. It's pretty absurd, but uh, I think the Air Force, the Air Force Chair Force, that's what we like. Uh, the Marines, we always used to, and also the Air Force got the most money just for coming to Marine bases. So that's one thing that's crazy. Yeah, is that Air Force personnel. And like that's like if you're coming to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, which is a Marine Corps base, they get hazard duty pay because our installation <laughs> is such dog shit. What a bougie ass fucking army. Oh yes. Holy shit. Oh yes. And Wait, so that's also, yeah, like we talk to people and like we've had to talk to some young people who are like, listen, like, I don't want to join the military, but like I there's there's really no other option. I don't see any other option. And and so say hey if you're if you're gonna do anything i would say you know one just join the air force try and find some fucking weird tech job you know and i can't i can't promise you you're not gonna do an imperialism because that's what you're there to do an imperialism uh but it's got its own university embedded within the the branch um yeah some of the best elementary schools that that go like DOD with elementary schools, Air Force, you know, best installation, Air Force. So if you have to go to the Chair Force, 
be some nerd. You don't you know. Have you can ride a bike for your PT test. Yeah. And like the Marines just, it sucks. You got to run the most. You got to do the pull-ups, like the uniform, everything's got to be perfect. You got to be squared away. Highest, dumbest haircuts. Like the Marine Corps, <laughs> the only thing the Marine Corps is good at is marketing and getting everybody yeah. to believe that, the, that being a Marine is special, you know? And like just off of instinct, you know, if someone says like, oh, you're so, I'm a Marine, you know, like, they What's they really get the pill. They get the the they get the Kool Aid in deep into your into your cerebellum in the Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. You'll still see you you'll never see an army flag or an or a navy flag or an air force <laughs> flag driving down the street. That's no. true. It's always the Marine. That's right. <laughs> it's always I I'm sorry I apologize. You know for the whole for the a whole lot of them. All right. I'm sorry. It the, like they make us this way. And then it's just like it's a perpetu <laughs> perpetual like engine. Right. Once you make a Marine like it just see it's like a vampire, you know, <laughs> unless you chop off the heads of all of them, they're just going to keep. Well, do you have anything that. Uh that you want to plug for you guys? You got anything, any uh, special event coming up for you guys or? Um, I don't think we do have anything special, you know? Um, I actually got to just take a like stream break so that I can start setting up some stuff. Um, but uh, we do stream almost every night um, and then starting to get on like into a lot of weekends or I'm sorry, a lot of weekdays um but uh twitch.tv slash left flank vets is where you can find us on twitch at left flank vets on twitter we do have a facebook and, and instagram but it's not that cool we just kind of do like the hey we're live you know but uh yeah that's where we can find us but hopefully coming up looking to get um so yeah going into different candidates that are running for office um and then, yeah, just overall interesting people. Um, and uh, I like bringing on historians as well so we can, you know, actually like learn and bring some good context to shit. So that's what we got going on. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that this is not the end of the interview. We just had to cut it off for the sake of keeping the half episode uh, below an hour. Uh, if you want to keep listening, we talked about a lot of really cool things for the next hour and a half. You can just go on our Patreon and pledge a dollar a month or just pay for one month. Don't have it repeating and you have access to uh, the rest of this episode and other bonus episodes to come as well as merch that we're working on. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Marcus, for coming on. Hope that you're on again sometime, and we hope to be on Left Flank Vets sometime. Uh, and thanks.